0: Mike, yes, sir. looking for a new gym, what are your tips, tricks to help someone who's a little overwhelmed or just in the process of re- researching, finding a new gym?
1: Uh, I think it's the biggest, the most important factors are location, schedule, and finances. Um, Only because the best way to get results is consistency over time. We know that. We've been there. We preach this all the time. And if you um, go out of your way to try to start a fitness regimen, eventually life will slap you in the face and you'll fall off the wagon. So having a place that's convenient, you know, over the past couple of years um, with our locations, we recognize that most of our members, 80 to 90% of them, live within two, two and a half miles radius from us, especially being Miami and how heavy the traffic is. Also, the um, saturation of fitness facilities, people usually have a tendency to go to where they find it easier to get to. So location is probably the biggest thing when somebody's looking for a location for a fitness facility is just get on google maps or whatever you use apple maps and just look up gym or fitness facility and then from there you could start kind of process of elimination on your biggest pain points
0: yeah so the three biggest things then are logistics it's not equipment yeah, for sure. it's not necessarily yeah. coaching it's not yeah. friends which those are all important we can all mm-hmm. talk about how important it is to go to a gym where you enjoy working out with the people who are there where you like the coaches but at the end of the day if you're not willing to add an extra hour of traffic of commute time because of traffic, you know, if, if there's a place that just, you're going to regret that financial involvement on a, month, on a monthly basis, you're not going to enjoy going to that gym and you're probably not going to go. And, and it's going to be a worst case situation than when, before you even started.
1: Yeah. And, and this happened to us through the growth of am CrossFit um, from different gyms that we opened up. We ended up with six, but what ended up happening was we opened up our first one in Doral. We had, you know, 500 plus members. Then we opened up in Gable's. And we had about 20% of our members leave us to go to Gables, although they're not leaving us, they're just going to another facility, which is our CrossFit Gables location. And then we opened up Brickle and so on and so forth. So as we started opening up around <clears throat> the, the county, we started recognizing that people were going what's closer to them. We've also had members that, to your point, loved our culture, loved our community, they tried it for as long as they possibly could, and then they either came up to us personally or sent us this long email stating how much they adored us, how much they adored our coaches and members, but Jesus Christ, that hour drive in traffic was killing them. And it just so happens that another CrossFit facility opened up three blocks away from them. They went, they did a trial class on the weekend, and they said, F it, you know, let me see if this place works for me, whether they're paying more or less, it didn't matter, but it was a convenience of not having to drive an hour. So we knew that no matter how good our product, our service, our coaches are, if it's more convenient to them, more than likely, not everybody, because some people still put up with the sacrifice, more than likely, they, you'll eventually lose them because they'll switch over to something that's more convenient to them location-wise.
0: Yeah, it, it reminds me of an old Dan John. I think it's the first or second chapter from Dan John book. He's an old strength coach. I think uh, high school out in Utah is where, where he's from. Um, but it talks about everyone only has so much self-will, right? On a daily basis, you only have like a certain amount of self-will for that day. And if you have to use it to convince yourself to go work out, but you also have to use it to convince yourself to spend an hour in traffic to then go work out, to do something that you don't want to do, to do something that you don't want to do, right? you're, te- you're, 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 you're taking away your, your, your self-will is, is, is depleting like gas in your car, right? You can only use so much on a daily basis. And if you have to, you you need your workout to be as easy as possible logistically, because working out sucks, right? Right. It's not, it's not fun. It is fun, but it's not, it's hard. It's not fun. You, you can't, you can't put barriers between you and the gym.
1: It's funny that you mentioned the word barriers. I had a conversation with a, like a fitness influencer the other day, and they were discussing getting back on the training regimen Post baby. And listening to her speak, all I saw or heard was barrier after barrier after barrier after barrier. And I said, listen to me, do you have a pair of dumbbells or a kettlebell in your backyard? Because that's literally all you need because you're creating walls for you to go and start your training regimen. You're a mother, a new mother. You don't have a lot of time. You got to work out for fifteen or twenty minutes while that baby's napping. Just go outside and do some tabata swings, or do some burpees, or do some air squats. Do something to get you in the flow of things, and then we could handle those barriers. Maybe six months, two years, three years from now, until you start figuring things out. But um, those barriers is what you're trying to avoid. So when it comes to picking a gym, location is number one, at least in my book. Is even if there's a prospect and they're four miles away, and hey, Mike, I love your gym. I get it, but I may be wasting my time with you because it's only a matter of time before this drive sucks coming down US 1 and you're going to find another location. So typically we tend here in Coconut Grove to look 1 to 1.5 miles. It's small in when you look at the distance-wise, but over here in this area, in this demographic of people, people don't want to leave Coconut Grove. They don't want to cross over US 1, so that's what we focus on. So location is probably my first tip is... Like I said, get on Google Maps, get on Apple Maps, and look for locations. Then let's start process of elimination. The next one is schedule. Yeah. So now you find a gym that's – or uh, several gyms that are within two-mile radius of your house or your location, your, your work. And now you start looking at the schedule because the schedule also needs to fit. Whether you're a 5.30 a.m. guy, are you able to get there? Do they have showers? Do they not have showers? Or do you, are you allotted the time to go home and shower and then get to work? Do they have an afternoon class? Do they have a midday a midday blitz, which has always been popular at RIM CrossFit locations, now training Nine, where we have that 12-10 class and we get them out of here by 1 o'clock, even though it's a fifty minute class. But they come in here during their lunch break, they get it out, and it's convenient for them. They don't have to wake up early. They don't have to do it post-work when they're exhausted. They get their lunch break. They probably eat on the way here or eat when they leave or a protein shake, and they knock it out. So schedule is probably the second thing to look for after you find a location.
0: Yeah. It's, that's a make or break. If they don't have a class, if you're doing classes, or if they're not open at the time when you're going to work out, there's no point. You're not going to change your schedule to fit your gym schedule. Again, right. it needs to fit in seamlessly.
1: hundred percent. And I'm speaking obviously for group classes, right? And Or if you're doing personal training sessions, they need to be available. If you're going to like an open gym or a commercial gym, it pretty much is open all day long, so you can make your own schedule. But this is more for the group classes is do they have the classes available to you that fit your needs and they're still close to you. So that's the second one.
0: Which that, you know, from there, I would say a lot of people think, oh, what about the quality of the class? I would, the next important is once you have a schedule, if you're doing classes and the classes are at a time that works for you, you have to enjoy the, the coaches that are giving those classes. Because a good coach with a bad programming is better for a lot of people than a bad coach with good programming. right? Because it, you're going to go for that hour and you're going to enjoy it. And that's at the end of the day, what's, what's most important is you're going to enjoy fitness for an hour. Even if it's not the highest quality fitness, and you know, coming from me, that I think that's saying something,
1: right, a hundred percent. And it's it is funny coming from you because you are our subject matter expert here. Um, I've had coaches in the past that, when you look at them and when you listen to them, you would think they they are the farthest thing from a coach. But when you talk to their members and their athletes, they absolutely adore that coach and would. Cancel their membership if I was to get rid of that coach. And I, I'm not going to name any names, but I could think of somebody that's glaring. Um, it So falling in love with the coach and the culture and enjoying the workout is imperative. My third tip would be finances. Yeah. So now you found location. If it's within two miles. It's not a headache to get to. Then you found schedule. They have classes that fit around your schedule. And then it comes finances. If you could afford to pay for a gym without batting an eye, Okay, where you're not digging into your savings or you're not needing to open up a side hustle <clears throat> or whatnot, then that's what I would also look for. Because if you're paying a high amount, let's call it $250 a month, and it's redlining you on a monthly basis, that's going to be the first thing that you drop. Because for a lot of people, they see training or working out as a luxury. So when it, they're looking at their bottom line and they're figuring we're not going to make budget, gonna, budget's the wrong thing, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be unable to pay my mortgage. One of the first things that ends up going is gyms, even before Netflix and all that other bullshit that, that's a luxury, but they're small items. So if they're going to cut Netflix, shit, that's $14. I could cut the $250 huge gym and I'll work out outside and bullshit. They're not going to work yeah. out outside. It's hot as hell. It's not going to happen. So they're going to cut to 250. So financially, you also have to look at that. So location, you found something within two miles, they meet your schedule, and then A, how much do you guys charge? What's your price? And that also has to fit within your budget.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the you I get, you don't want these things that could be avoided before you started to be the reason why you don't keep going to the gym, right? That's, you, don't, you could have picked a better location, right? You could pick one that is going to have the schedule that fits you. You could pick one that, that fits your finances, and if you don't do that, chances are you're going to stop working out and you're going to be back where you started. Probably probably worse off because that's always what happens in six months.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny because on the flip side of things, as a gym owner, I could flip all of those tips on my end and think, are this, is this person a good or bad lead? And the reason I say lead is because there's a cost that comes with finding new members that are going to stick with you. For years, we've had members that are with us for over a decade, and finding those people takes time, money, and energy. And when you flip it as a business owner, you want to think, how far are you? Oh, I'm two blocks away. Perfect. Check the box. Do we have the schedule that fits your need? Yeah, your 5.30 class is perfect for me. I'm an early riser, and then I go home and shower because I'm right down the street, and then I go to work. Okay, got it. And then are you struggling to pay our high price point? No, this is you know relatively average in the market. We're good type of thing. What do you do? I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm a uh, stay home mom, and my husband's a investor. Like that those types of things. So as a gym owner, I flip it because it's not to say that I don't want to welcome everybody, but I just know the way that shit happens. I get somebody that sees an ad, they're coming from, and it's happened to us. Geo tested this from Aventura. She came. She joined one of our challenges. She was here for three months part of the challenge and the minute the challenge was over the first thing she said to us is I've fallen in love with you guys but I cannot take this drive anymore and that's one of the key factors of it location schedule and finances yeah.
0: it's not new equipment though if you do look at a place and the equipment's rusty and and stuff doesn't look good that you know that should set up some red flags if the equipment does not look safe Right, It's not necessarily how long they've been in business, though that definitely helps. Right, There are new gyms popping up all the time that have very quality coaches. There are gyms that have been around a long time with probably not so quality coaches. Right? It comes down to the logistics for you, and then you got to test it out and, and figure out what works.
1: You, you know, to, to the lay sure. civilian... Uh, I'll talk about mechanics. I don't know a lot about mechanics. I'm embarrassed to say that. But you give me three different mechanics or three different locations to fix my vehicle, and I'm going to find the no one that's most convenient. I'm not going to go in there and interview the mechanic. The same way with the layperson, the layperson could come in here. And, I, and maybe try to interview the coach, but that's not what they see. They see the equipment, they see the cleanliness of the gym, and this is besides my three points, the cleanliness of the gym. They see the culture, they see how welcoming our members are, and this is another key factor and why we try to highlight our members through our social media is so that they see this is a welcoming community, even though I may be out of shape and haven't trained in 10 years. They're, I'm not going to come in here and get ridiculed or get embarrassed. These people want me to come in here and they're actually going to help me. So that's another factor when you try to look for a location.
0: That's the stuff that, that would close the sale yeah. from your perspective, right? 100%. When you're doing your research, when you're doing when you're getting your leads, when you're running your ads, you're focusing on people who are in your location with the schedule that's going to work for them, right? For people who are in the socioeconomic status, that's going to make sense for your, for your gym membership. And then once you get them in the door, right, you need to close them. And you close them with the culture, with the cleanliness, and if, you know, you can flip that again for someone looking for a gym, you want to find a gym that is clean because that shows that they have pride in it and the members are welcoming <coughs> you. Yeah. Right. Again, that's not the that's not new equipment. That's not the best equipment, but it means that it's, it's taken care of and the people there look friendly.
1: Yeah. And one thing that we should do another podcast on because I don't want to ramble on on this one is once you figure out those, my key three points, my tips are, does that facility – train you in order to see what your goal is. So if your goal is to build muscle, but you're entering a gym that all they do is rowing and burpees, although it taps into my three tips, you may be wasting your money and be at the wrong location. So once you get past those those factors, that's when you need to figure out, okay, is this exactly what's for me? And the best way to do it is reach out to somebody in your community, friends, family, maybe an old coach, and ask them, hey... What do you know about this gym? Are they gonna help me reach my goals? And do you recommend these coaches?
0: Yep. Yep. Good point. For the astute consumer.
2: I do think that after some of the like the the things that you guys brought up, the things like the culture and um programming and all of that are definitely gonna help keep someone, but even sometimes even over convenience, where if someone has a home gym, for example, a home gym is probably as convenient as it gets right I, I i don't think that that's debatable you wake up roll out of bed and lift but is it is there that community are are you making friends are you being social with it? don't get me wrong i could work out alone with like a rock and a log and i'll be perfectly fine but i've been doing this for over 20 years it's a part of like it's in my blood basically but it's also nice to have that community so then i think that that's an important part of it all And actually, funny enough that you guys just mentioned this, but um, does it fit their needs? So just yesterday, I had one of our members write to me asking if my opinion on what they should do. They want to run a half marathon in January. And they said that they were thinking about uh, canceling or stopping CrossFit and lifting to start running and i said to them great question keep lifting keep doing crossfit just start running like you got to start running more but where runners mess up a bunch of times is that they're they they don't lift and do other and do high intensity interval training and those sorts of things because it's going to benefit them um but now it's it's meeting the need of this individual who wants to run but they thought that what they were doing here was probably not going to help them run but they just they didn't know Right. So even that, like that type of community, being able to ask questions and stuff like that's an important part of a gym, too. But certain intangibles, I guess. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm going to I'm just going to give you a, a a little behind the scenes to my personal life when because you said working at working out at home is probably the most convenient. We have home, a home <coughs> a home gym. Unfortunately, we don't have a garage. So my home gym is built outside. I rarely use it. It's mostly built for my wife. What's, what's happened this summer is that it's so damn hot that my wife cannot tolerate, and I don't blame her, working out in the heat. So what we figured out is when I go, my BJJ studio, shout out to Carson Gracie, my BJJ studio has a lifting area in the back. So when I go do my adult morning class at 8.30, she has now come in and we've become friendly with the owners over there. Shout out to, to Jose and Jacoba and, and Um, We've become friendly with them that she comes in and works out while I do my BJJ class because they have air conditioning. So it's become convenient for us because we drop off the babies and then go across the street. Literally, it takes two minutes to go from the school to Carlson Gracie. But she gets her workout in and that's it. We both go home. We have a quick little breakfast and then I go about my work day and she goes about her day. So convenience now has led her away from the hot, sweaty sun in my backyard, which I built for her, into another gym just because it's so easy to get to. So I I can't beat this horse enough when I say, if you're looking to start your fitness journey, find something that is incredibly easy for you to do that's going to fit your needs for your goals. There you have it. There you have it. That's it. We're done. Easy enough. Thank you for
0: listening to this episode of the Fitness Fiasco Podcast. You can find more information about the topics covered today and in any other episode on our website, fitnessfiasco.com. If you're looking to connect with our hosts, you can reach Eric on Instagram at Eric Bustillo. That's E-R-I-K-B-U-S-T-I-L-L-O. Mike on Instagram at Mike Osuna Fitness. That's M-I-K-E-O-S-U-N-A-F-I-T-N-E-S-S. And Rob on Twitter at Rob Strength.